mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Creams and serums are made of 70% water, 15% preservatives and emulsifiers, leaving only around 15% for the active ingredients that your skin needs. But luckily now, there's fiber skincare. 15 years ago, the scientists behind fiber skincare started working on nanofibers, which are 500 times smaller than human hair. You know, I, I saw that in um, Three Body Problem. Mm. One year ago, they patented a way of wrapping the nanofiber around oil or liquid-based ingredients. This means they can deliver five times the active ingredients compared to creams or serums, as there is no need for water, preservatives, or emulsifiers. The first formulation made with this technology is plant-based, anti-wrinkle. Uh, it's a set of patches that you use over a series of seven days. You just put these on whenever you would apply your serums and your skin is gonna feel tighter in 10 seconds. And over the seven day oh. program, it has been clinically proven to reduce wrinkles by, get this, 19.4%, a very precise percentage. In fact, mm. They have a tighter skin guarantee. If your skin isn't tighter in seven days, they're going to give you your money back. No questions asked. You get the tighter skin guarantee with this seven-day routine. Tighter skin or your money back. Get a 15% discount code by using the discount code GAME. That's Fiber Skincare. Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Well, unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, Canopy is dermatologist-recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free, installation's a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement. Go to canopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, Gore listeners can use our code ROSES at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. It's the Game of Roses. Welcome to the Game of Roses. This is the Game of Roses. Welcome to the Game of Roses. Welcome to Game of Roses. This is Pace Case. This is Bachelor Clues. It's Friday, which means this week in Bachelor Nation, we took last week off because uh, obviously there were two games back to back on Monday and Tuesday. But this week, we only had one game on Monday, back where it should be. And so we got a twibbin this week <laughs> to talk about ratings, to talk about Bachelor Nation news and some Love is Blind news, honestly, to talk about all those parasocial plays. We got that digging deeper or not digging deeper screams to the pit. Sorry. Uh, 
My mind is a jumble. But uh, before we get to any of that, we do have so something beautiful. very, very important to announce. It's 2020 gore. Everyone knows this at this point. Let's we are go. reshaping our beloved game to our will. We are making it better. We are getting those ratings back up. We are making it the cultural juggernaut that it should be once again. And in celebration of 2020 gore right now, if you go to gameofroses.co slash shop, you're going to see something in there. You're going to see two somethings in there. And you're going to like them. They are a black shirt and a white shirt to celebrate this year, 2020 gore, to commemorate the year that we brought Bachelor back to life. And by the way, it ain't even close to being over yet. We're going to have an episode that comes out after Grazi's mm -hmm. season called How to Save Bachelor in Paradise. We're putting together that document now. And let's just say <clears throat> we're going to save paradise. Don't worry about paradise. Don't worry about it. Paradise is coming back. Don't worry about it. And it's going to be it. the best season <laughs> that you've ever seen. If they take our notes, as it seems they have with Grazi's season. Um, so we'll see where it goes. But It's manifesting. It's uh, literally listing them so that they could listen, perhaps. Um, yes. You know, combined. All the powers that be into one we're we're giving it our all because we're 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 gore lifestyle let's be honest it's basically like a network notes call except it's in <laughs> podcast form and the notes are good the the notes have been well thought out and they're good that's the difference they don't work for us we also don't work for them in that way it's different exactly we can be very <laughs> objective about this we are not worried as as many network executives are about our mm -hmm. boss the ceo of the company the president of whatever the network is firing us that's right we are our own network presidents and therefore we can issue these these notes without any fear of uh the network president coming in and firing us and then having to go to another this network piece of business is going and <laughs> hasn't gone Where in a we weird direction at all. <laughs> um, this shirt yeah, is sorry. so cute. At Ella Tolkien designed <laughs> the design once again. It is 2020 G-O-R. And we got our little logo in the middle pig. It looks modern. It looks sexy. I'm oh. ordering an extra large to perhaps wear as a dress. We're going to see how that works out. Or perhaps it will just be a large shirt. I'm going to order a small to wear to the gym. Show off my muscularity. Ooh, are you going to cut it? Make it a little crop crop top? Maybe. I would highly recommend any players who are thinking about going into paradise to have one of these packed in your suitcase as well. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, that's just like a good luck charm. I agree. Turn it inside out so that they don't find it in your suitcase and then turn it <laughs> right side out when you show up on the beach. Anyway. Ooh, oh my God. If someone entered in a 2020 Gore shirt. It would never be on screen. They don't allow logos and stuff like that. It's a licensing nightmare. But I would do the opposite of have a you know what? wait and have a poop baby. Let me say right now to all Bachelor producers, to Bachelor, bachelor Licensing, and to Bachelor Legal, I give full mm -hmm. consent for anyone to wear any of our products with any of our logos uh, without mm -hmm. any licensing fee. You can do it for absolutely for free. I give full consent. This is legally binding. Thank you. All right. That's so nice. Absolutely. Um, now, we have to move on with our show. Empathetic King. What's that? Empathetic King. It's free promotion for us. <laughs> That's how I display my empathy. Anyone can wear our shirt anywhere. Gameofroses.co slash shop. That's where you get it. Yeah, we hope to see some good parasocial plays 
in these shirts. Uh, as soon as Pace Case and I get ours, I'm going to be parasocial playing in it for sure. As soon as it's warm out, I'm going to be who doing in it. It's hot as hell right now. Alexa, what's the temperature? It's nice out, finally. The one question Alexa can answer. <laughs> 66. 66. My Alexa answers that. Answers uh, various celebrities, are they alive or dead? Answers ages of celebrities. That's about all I use her for at this point. But That's pretty convenient. Anyway, that's all of our business. I'm so sorry to drag this on. Singularity is coming, I guess. <laughs> Thank you for joining us on this Friday. This is This Week in Bachelor Nation. And we're going to start out This Week in Bachelor Nation as we start all of our uh, this all of our weeks this in Bachelor's Nations. I don't know what the plural is. This is two weeks in Bachelor Nation, this one. Yeah, it's going to be uh, jam-packed. Big point. And we are going to start it out with Game, game of, of Roses. Roses. State of the Game. All right, we know a lot's been happening in our beloved game. We're going to get to the ratings, uh, which has been a really the story of the season so far. But the secondary story of the season is what is happening on social media. The parasocial power seems to be uh, coming back to our beloved game. We have seen uh, in a post recently, Bachelor Data highlighted this. Maria and Daisy from this current season are the fastest players to hit 300K on Instagram since Hannah Sluss, Madison Pruitt did it in season 24, and Katie Thurston, Rachel Kirkconnell, and Kit Harrington did it in season 25. So we are looking at th those seasons were in uh, 2020 and 2021. 2020. Respectively, I believe, right? Yes. Aired in the beginning of 2021. Yeah. Matt James. Um, so that's three to four years ago. We haven't seen these kind of numbers since. Yeah, we've seen only steady declines, basically, with all players and their ability to accrue social media numbers. Since then, there's been all kinds of talk and conjecture about Instagram is dead and The Bachelor and people don't follow it anymore and The Bachelor's dead. Clues predicted Gary would hit one million. He didn't. He's still going to. Oh, is he going on Dancing with the Stars? I don't know. I don't think he's going to hit a million, but. You know who's definitely going to be dancing with stars? Oh, Leslie Fema. Grazie. Oh. oh, for sure. Oh, and Fema. Fema and Grazie, I think both will be dancing with the stars. Um, I agree with you. Grazie's got to be in talks. I mean, Jesus Christ. We're going to talk in parasocial plays about something Grazie's been doing parasocially. But what we're talking about here is this idea that The Bachelor has lost its parasocial influence, that no one cares to follow these players anymore, is certainly wrong. That's being proved this season. Will any of these players hit a million? Are we going to see the real glory days of what happened with Sluss and Pruitt mm -hmm. uh, toward the end of season 24? I'm not sure, but they're they're on pace to break 500K at least. Seems hard. We don't have that many weeks left. We're at top six. Yeah, we're at top six. So there's hometowns, fantasy suites, finals, women tell all. And a women to all. Yeah, we've got probably four, weeks. four more episodes of this season, I think. Four or five. I don't know how they're going to break down the last two episodes. But all that said, one of these players is going to be your next Bachelorette as well. Whoever that person is, will she hit a million? Will hit a million. 100%. 100%. And that is a return to the normal order of things. The universe is right again. When it's Maria, she will hit one million. You think she's going to be the Bachelorette? Um, or Daisy. I think it's one of these two. God. Whoever's not ring winner. A Maria Bachelorette is a, a very interesting world to be living in. It it 
defies a lot of kind of traditional casting of bachelorettes prior, but she would be very fascinating nonetheless. I mean, I would say she's a free spirit a la Caitlin Bristow, a la Katie Thurston. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. Um, She's got a little bit more edge to her, but I agree. The question we need to ask ourselves, though, in the face of this information is more edge than a fucking vibrator. You're not asking the right question. <laughs> Stop. That was my Jody Foster. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Ask the question. You're not asking the right question. Is somebody going to hit a million followers? Wrong question. Uh, who do you think is going to hit a million followers? Wrong question. A million on TikTok? Is that the right question? Wrong question. <laughs> Wrong question. The you question. Is, the question. Is, the question. Sorry for anybody who hasn't watched True Detective or Pace Case and Eyes coverage of the final episode on HBO Lax, which you can find right now. Uh, that was something Jodie Foster did in that season. She would be doing an investigation, and she'd be like, "Ask the question." That was her bit to a fellow investigator. Yeah, she was a question player on True Detective. <laughs> the right question is this: Why is it happening? Why is this season yes. producing the biggest... Now you're asking the right question, yeah, please. Right question. Why is this season producing the, the biggest parasocial gain that we have seen since 2021? And I believe the answer is it's a better season. We're getting higher ratings. Yes. More people are watching it. And why is it a better yes. season? The secondary question is because many of the things that we put forth in How to Save the Bachelor are being done in this season. Oh, it's us. That's the answer. Uh, well, I mean, it's not us. We're making suggestions. They're following them. The producers are, and it's working. But um, they still have to execute it. We are not responsible for the execution of these suggestions. There's not a sole responsibility. There is the success of Golden Bachelor. This is absolutely yep. riding on some of the reinterest in the franchise from that season. It is Joey Grazia Day, arguably one of the best bachelors we've ever had. But it's not, absolutely, he's definitely in that conversation, but it's not just him, it's how he's presented. Yes, and the editing. I have certain credible information about, let's say, Zach Shawcross, for example, who mm -hmm. many believe was kind of a dud of a bachelor, just very boring and down the middle. I have certain credible information that paints a different picture of a man who was very vivacious, very humorous, mm. very engaging, a man we did not see in that season because it was saying you have secret information that Zach was a cool dude. Yes. That's what wow. I'm saying. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that's my top secret information. Reporting live from the toilet. Zach Shawcross was actually kind of okay. That's my <laughs> my big secret. <laughs> no, and I'm sure Clayton was as well. I absolutely I mean it's we can never know. For sure. But could those seasons have been edited to give us a season like we're watching now? Yes, I believe so. I I mean, we're seeing this in Love is Blind also. Um, and we're going to get to this a little bit in news, but they can cut anything to look any way they want. Really, like the power of the edit is not mm -hmm. so much about like Frankenbiting and shit like that. That's a part of it. But it's really what you're choosing to omit. What you're removing from the record is in many cases 
uh, more important in terms of shaping a, a persona or a narrative yes. than it is like what you're trying to add in to exacerbate a villain edit or something like that. So in in Shaw Cross's case, I believe they. Co- I mean, look, we we've seen this a million times. No, I mean they're filming 24 hours a day. It's yeah. just the stuff that they're choosing to put in. Exactly, and this season's a great example of in the most recent episode when we watched uh, Maria in the back of that limo on the Pretty Woman date with Grazi, and she's. Oh my God, please say je t'aime or whatever it was. I don't remember. Whatever it is in French, I love you. Je t'aime. Je t'aime. And he's like, I don't even know what it means. It's this cute moment where she's taking control and she's even playing it up. Oh, merci, merci. She's doing a bit. She's literally acting this this part. And I think in any other season in, in recent history, that doesn't make the cut. Instead, we get a tag 100%. that some dumb fucking thing, somebody getting scared of a bug or something. Yeah. But here they give us this. They give us just this little 20 second bit of a scene that makes us see who they are as people. Or it's the foot thing with Daisy. Foot thing with Daisy. That could have been the tag. Yes. Um, here, though, we get these little moments in this season. They're doing a very good job of showing us who the players are and showing us uh you know, how that builds the the relationship. That moment between them was like... Yeah, the relationships feel real. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that was my favorite scene of the last episode. Uh, yeah, I agree. In the back of that car. Totally agree. Because it was like, oh, you're watching actual chemistry between two people. And yes, you don't see actual chemistry when people are talking about, this is my love level, this is my PTC. Yeah, you need the love levels and PTCs. That's the structure of the game. But the things in between those, we also need so that we can develop favorite players and have hopes for the relationship working out and stuff. Yeah, and know who to send death threats to. No, don't do that. Um, but uh, <laughs> that was a joke. Yeah, <laughs> that was a joke. Trademark, copyright. Um, don't fire me. I think that Love Is Blind has essentially kind of taken that mantle from bachelor in the last few years because they show very real conversations very real moments between their players and i think bachelor's starting to take it back a little bit now mm-hmm. and like i said we'll get into news about much what no i was just they're not going to cover certain things love is buying covers like abortions i love that um god the the amount of i love that in love is blind by the way Ari Leindyke ain't got nothing on some of those players. <laughs> yeah, it's all over that show. Really? Oh, I can't wait for that. But I do think that we're we're in this very interesting time for Bachelor specifically, but reality TV generally, um, where we're seeing this renaissance. We're seeing a reinvigoration of just kind of love for reality TV again. I think it got to a place where the audience was largely, at least in Bachelor, the audience was being directed toward a kind of hatred mentality of the villains, a moralistic judgment. Mm-hmm. This is a bad piece of shit person. Everybody send your death threats. That seems to now be sliding into love is blind world. Honestly, it's happening more there than I think it's happening in bachelor. I know we saw all the stuff that happened with Sydney this season, but um, mm-hmm. I think Bachelor's doing a good job of making their villains kind of funny. I won't say lovable necessarily, but, it just feels more like a Tierra Lacazi to me. And I think as a result of that, people are more engaged with the show in a way that makes them want to watch these people on social media. A hundred percent, because you feel like they're real people and you want to follow their story. Yeah. As opposed to just a generic bachelor person who's just slotting in the same lines that people say every season. Just having that's what she said. It's like a joke from The Office from... 
20 years ago, but it's it's still so funny and feels so real mm-hmm. as like a little bit that people would do. I don't know. It's I'm loving watching this season. As am I. Whatever the the real responsibility is. Yeah, no, I am too. And I'm I'm very hopeful that it continues down this path. And, you know, like I said, we've got our episode coming out uh, after Grazi's season wraps up about how to save paradise. But I I see some paths forward for this franchise that have to do with a kind of a recalibration of how you're producing seasons, how you're casting seasons, and how you're presenting them. Not only in the edit, but visually, Mm -hmm. like what are the shots you're selecting? Why are we seeing this? Like the, for example, in Paradise, the feet coming down the stairs. Bye bye. That should never be in the show again, in my opinion. Uh, the whole intro sequence. We'll get into it when we when we get into yeah. our episode. But sorry, yeah. <laughs> little preview. It just needs to feel like fun again, and we need to like these people. That's that what is what makes us want to follow them. It's what makes us want to watch them in a, a subsequent season of uh, Paradise. And I think like largely why Paradise started to fail this last season saw the worst ratings it's ever had by a large margin not even uh just commensurate with like the decline of network television it was worse than that and i think the reason largely is because these past seasons have been cut in such a way and presented in such a way that we don't know who any of these players really are Mm -hmm. we get no sense of them individually and we don't care about them Therefore, we don't want to watch any of them. Or they're from really old seasons, so we don't even remember if we ever did care about them. And I really think like that social media engagement is a very good uh, kind of indicator of how much we like the players and want to see more of them. So producers, if you're listening, we're watching right now Maria and Daisy skyrocketing in parasocial engagement. Those players need to be front and center in pretty much everything you're doing in the next year mm-hmm. or so in this franchise. So whether 100%. you want to make them a bachelorette or you want to put them on paradise, they need to be here. Make them the new bartender. Yeah, exactly. Um, but that's where we are with State of the Game. Uh, Bachelor is bringing back the parasocial plays. It's bringing back that parasocial engagement in a way we haven't seen in three or four years. I think it's all part of the renaissance that's happening and I can't wait to see where it goes. And in a way, we'll get to in games we've never seen these numbers on TikTok, really, during the show. Right, other than Victoria Jameson. I know Madison Pruitt took off, but yeah, but she had the followers before. Correct. Um, But that is it. Let's now move on to the next portion of our program where we are talking about... This Week in Games. All right. We didn't have a twibbon last week because we did two recaps of the back-to-back episodes that aired, so we didn't get to check in on the ratings of our beloved game. But as we all know, Joey was producing a historic season of ratings so far with every episode getting higher ratings than the last, and that held true all the way up until last Tuesday's episode, as predicted by us here at Game of Roses. By you. I said I hope they will keep going up every episode. Yes, it did not go up. Uh, We saw a slight dip. Uh, Joey Grazi Day registered a 0.56 in the demo after last Monday's game brought in the highest rating of the season so far at 0.61. So that Monday to Tuesday episode, the Monday got a 0.61, highest rated episode the whole season. Then the Tuesday episode was a 0.56. The most recent Monday, this past one from this week, also brought in a 0.56, holding that same rating, which was not quite enough to win the night. The top honors uncharacteristically went to Fox 
who was broadcasting the Daytona 500, a live sporting event, mm. which brought in a 0.67 in the demo. And uh, it might also be the reason Grazzi wasn't able to pull a higher number. I feel like there's probably some crossover audience between uh, NASCAR and Bachelor. 100%. But... Lion Day country. Exactly. But aside from these live sporting events, Bachelor did crush the other networks, beating out a new episode of The Neighborhood on CBS and a new episode of AGT Fantasy League on NBC, which scored a 0.44 and 0.33 in the demo, respectively. Now let's get to the portion where we discuss how those ratings affect the gains in the parasocial world. You know, we talked about this up top, but here are those hard numbers. Joey gained 58K for a total of 455K Instagram followers and gained 21.6K for a total of 69.1K followers on TikTok. The top five Instagram gains of the players were number one. Maria Gorgas gained 137K for a total of 325K. Unreal. Unbelievable. 137K. 137K. In a week. These are like love is blind numbers. This is more than Dale Moss. Was it? He never had 137K a week? I know he got like 60K one week. Or... Well, actually, maybe he did in the... Oh, fuck, I don't, know. I don't know. I don't remember that season because it was so obviously fractured and disjointed and bizarre. But uh... yeah. He was only in for a couple of weeks anyway. Yeah. Um, Daisy Kent is in second place. She continues to put in massive gains every week. This week, she gained 79K. She's now sitting at a total of 381K. No one-on-one. Interesting. Jen Tran in third place gained 21.6K for a total of 51.3K. That's 79K just for the feet thing. I guess. I mean, I guess, right? Her feet play. There was a whole Reddit thread devoted to it. Lexi Young gained 19.9K for a total of 47.7K. Rounding out that top five, Kelsey Anderson gained 18.7K for a total of 38.9K. You know, the disparity is interesting, too. You've got Maria and Daisy just crushing everyone by giant magnitudes. And I don't know exactly what the reason for that is. I'm shocked. Like those three to five, Jen, Lexi, Kelsey, I would expect those to be pretty close. I agree. Daisy, Maria. Is it spoilers? Is it, it are, are Maria and Daisy the final two? That is that it? I I don't it, know. I don't know. Look, the Maria number 100% seems because of her play. Yeah. Daisy, I mean, they're both, it's like the perfect free spirit player and the perfect 4TRR player right there. Mm-hmm. And so I could kind of see those are kind of the two factions that watch the show, right? Yeah. Like you have the people who think it's like real and want the love and whatever. And they're the Daisy. Then you're like the entertainment. You go to Maria. I don't know. But I would like, especially after like, this is Lexi's swan song exit bump. Mm-hmm. 47. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Time will tell uh, how this all shakes out. But the top five Instagram chart currently lays as follows. Daisy Kent stays on top with 381K. Friend of Vin Diesel, Maria Gorgas, is in second with 325K. Third place is Jen Tran, 51.3K. Fourth place, Lexi Young, 47.7K. And Kelsey Anderson is in fifth place with 38.9K. Now for the top five TikTok chart, Daisy Kent is in that number one spot at 223.8K. Maria Gorgas is at uh, 183.7K in second place. 
Kira Brush is in third with 120.7K. Star Skyler's in fourth place, 76.8K. And Edwina Dorber is in fifth with 62.6K. Okay, so maybe I was just looking at the top two numbers, but that's not good. We have these people who have been out of Yeah, that's what I was going to get at, too. It's like, aren't some of these still night one players? And we saw shit like that happening in the past seasons, too. But usually it was also with Instagram. Like, I remember... um, Mandrell was like top in the Instagram chart for a long time after she had been kicked off and it took a little minute for the, you know, the finalists kind of like overtake her. It seems like that still is the case in Bachelor world with TikTok. I don't know. I would expect, especially when we'll get into the parasocial plays, Mm. I would expect higher gains for. I agree. Like, would you definitely Lexi and Kelsey A? Yeah. Daisy and Maria are at the top slots here. But then, like, Kira Brush, when did she get eliminated? I don't, early. I'm looking this up right now. <laughs> I have to know this. Because she's yeah. in third place with uh, 120.7. I assume she came in with that following. I believe she did. Um, let's see here. Kira Brush was eliminated in the first row ceremony. So she was night one. And her starting TikTok was her starting IG was 2,909, but her starting TikTok was 119K. So she came into the game with it, mm-hmm. night one player, and she has made almost no movement. Looks like she's gained a couple hundred TikTok followers. But the next closest is Star Skyler. I want to say she was week two, week three. Star Skyler came into the game with 75.7 TikTok. Okay, sorry. And yeah, mm-hmm. she was eliminated in the third row ceremony. So week two, going out in 16th to 18th place. I just. I think Edwina had a following as well. Yeah, I, I don't think people are going to catch Daisy and Maria on TikTok, but I don't even think they're going to crack through some of these like night one players who came in with decent sized followings. Right. And that still is a problem, I think, that we are not seeing. Um, yeah. Bachelor translate to TikTok in the same way. Like Love is Blind is actually doing pretty good on TikTok. I've been following that a little bit. If by the way, if you want to check out the current season of Love is Blind, I'm doing it in Clues Corner right now on our Patreon. And I constantly am kind of going through the players and what their followings are as I'm watching the show. Mm-hmm. I'll definitely pause and look up where are they. I do enjoy that element of it. <laughs> I'm like, Clues, thank you for keeping us posted on these numbers. Yeah. Many of these players were like sub 5K, like especially if you look at Jessica Vestal. She is the unmitigated champion of Instagram from this season. She started sub 5K, Mm -hmm. I believe, if I'm remembering right. And now she's well over 200. Maybe she's hit 300K by now. Let me take a quick look. I'm only on episode three, but she's already done a lot of excellent tier play. Yeah. She's at 275K right now. And attention for her package deal story. And she's now confirmed to be on Perfect Match Season 2 coming out at some point in the near future. Spoiler. That's life. Um, What's interesting about that show, though, is that drops. They shot this show like uh, eight, nine months ago, almost a year ago. Shot it. It's in the can. Whatever's happened in the relationships has happened. Whatever hatchets might be buried or not, whatever. But then it airs. And it doesn't air like Bachelor. They drop that show six episodes on a fucking mm-hmm. Wednesday and immediately overnight, your shit starts blowing up. They're about a week out now. Yeah, to go from 5K to what is she at? 275 in the span of eight days. 275. I mean, that's life-changing. 
Correct. And you can see it in their faces. Their social media, when they're now doing their parasocial direct addresses and shit, mm-hmm. she's happy as fuck. And is like not hiding it. You know what I mean? Like you get the tone that's like, oh shit, the money train's coming. You can Let's see it in go. her face. It's great. <laughs> yeah, that is so strange to think that like you don't get the gains until a year after your play. Mm-hmm. And you have to be like, you know, the bachelor period from when you select a ring winner to when that is going to be publicly available information at the uh, after the final rose is a is a couple of months. Generally speaking, they end shooting Bachelor in early November and then it airs in January. So all through November and December, you've got to do these secret meetups and you can't post about it. But it's just a couple of months for Love is Blind. It's like eight or nine months. Again, almost a whole year that you've got to just like not post shit with that person. It's intense. So they must it must be easily spoiled. Love is Blind. I imagine I haven't looked into that, but I imagine so as well. Um, nonetheless, we're in an interesting time. Like the, the parasocial element of all these shows is changing a little bit. Bachelor's like gaining some of its glory back. Love is blind is doing some interesting shit with it. We're going to get into that, uh, in our very. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry and some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Game of Roses is sponsored by BetterHelp. Clues, uh, we all carry around different stressors, big and small. And if you keep them all bottled up, it can affect you negatively. Therapy is a great place to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. You might be taking care of your physical body, but are you taking care of that beautiful mind, Clues? Yes. I have benefited from therapy greatly in the past, Uh, It has helped me get through stressful experiences, manage boundaries, learn coping skills. You know, the the whole premise of life is is kind of a, a it's a lot to undertake and therapy can help with that. Well, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. All you have to do to get started is fill out a brief questionnaire. Then you get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists literally at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Game of Roses today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Game of Roses. Clues, it is springtime. It is the off season. It is gore girl summer. The weather's getting warmer. Thank true. Dark Lord Palmer. And it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and cowls and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul, get those staple pieces, and I found quince. Now I have a lineup of timeless pieces keeping me looking effortlessly chic year after year. I got the cotton modal scoop neck tee. It is so cute. It is literally the first thing I reach for in my dresser when all my clothes are washed. 
you know those special items. If you are not like Clues, who only wears one outfit. I'm Quince head to toe at this point. I'm a Quince boy. <gasps> I'm a source boy, Quince boy. Let's you got no go. idea. I'm wearing Quince t-shirts, Quince pants, Quince long sleeve t-shirts, Quince pants, Quince sweaters, Quince pants. I'm Quinced. <laughs> Just call me Quinced. King Quinces, Okay. they call me. I love Quince. Okay, Quince. Uh, get warm weather ready with Quince. Be a Quince king yourself or Quince queen. Go to Quince.com slash roses for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash roses to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash roses. Next segment. This is... Bachelor Nation News. First up in Bachelor Nation News, the Golden Bachelorette is a go. On Saturday at ABC's Winter TCA Press Tour, the network formally announced the Golden Bachelorette is coming in fall 2024. While no casting details have been announced just yet, a press release for the series states the show will, quote, highlight one radiant woman's second chance at love in her golden years. Although ABC is tight-lipped about the identity of the first Golden Bachelorette, we all know it is Leslie Fema, and we cannot wait to see her deliver what will no doubt be the highest rated season of the Golden Bachelorette in history. <laughs> see what I've done there? I love the the one radiant woman description. I know. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're keeping the golden theme. That's right. The great one, according to Clues, is, of course, in the news this week. If you've been wondering when we might get to see him on our screens again after his dominant championship and run on the most recent season of Fox's Special Forces World's Toughest Test. Wow, Warrior isn't even in that title. Wonder no more. (laughs) (laughs) The great one is teaming up. World's sassiest warrior, I thought you called her soldier. I don't remember. I I treat it with respect now, though, because... sassiest soldier. It is... uh, it seems like they have made the show specifically to highlight the power and presence of uh, players from our beloved game. So I'm going to treat it with mm. respect. It's Special Forces, World's Toughest Test. The great one is teaming up with Patty Stanger for a new CW reality series called Patty Stanger, The Matchmaker. Notice his name is not in it. It's going to premiere April 11th at 8 p.m. That's going to be here in a, a little over a month. Uh, Stanger was the host of The Millionaire Matchmaker and The Million. He says gleefully. I can't fucking wait. So gleefully. Can't just wait till we get to the end of the, the news segment and you'll receive some information uh, okay. about my glee. Stanger was the host of The Millionaire Matchmaker and The Million Dollar Matchmaker. I believe those shows, one of those shows had like eight seasons or something. Uh, on this new series, the great one will supposedly, quote, offer his best tips and tricks in dating as the duo tackles their most challenging clients yet. The series will follow Stanger as she helps singles find love while teaching them, quote, the real tools and rules to become the most eligible versions of themselves. The official logline for the show states, but this time, Patty has a new partner. The Bachelor alum Nick Vial is joining her to tackle some of her most challenging clients yet. No case is off limits or too difficult for Patty and Nick to crack. 
Each episode will feature two clients desperate to find love, with Patty and Nick pushing them to face their fears, identify their emotional core, and in the end, emerge ready to find the one. These are all real dates, real people, real matches, dot, 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 and real love. Um, okay, sure it is. How many times? He applied, he was like, resume, circle of pain. Yeah. <laughs> I've hosted a circle of pain and a Halo Top commercial. I can match anyone. Um, how many times will the great one say, when I was a bachelor? How many times will he read from his book? How many times will we see him shirtless? All of these questions will be answered in April in Clues Corner. That's right. I'm going to cover every episode of this one, baby. Can't wait. Did you ever watch any of her shows, Millionaire Matchmaker? No. It was an interesting show. Basically, she, I guess, like ran this. I watched Jewish and Indian Matchmaker on Netflix. That was not this show. Um, This show had Patty Stanger as the CEO and owner of this matchmaking company here in Los Angeles that would set up millionaires, supposedly, with various women to go on dates and, and whatever. And invariably, the shows would be about her kind of telling the millionaire like dude you dress like shit or you're you're not treating Mm -hmm. these the reason you haven't found love is because you're an asshole and she would kind of get the guys to revamp themselves in some way to be worthy of dating whoever she was setting them up with i don't know what the format of this new show is going to be but i literally cannot wait to hear the great one giving dating advice to whoever these guys are going to be i can't wait i'm glad you're following his whole body of work no matter what it's got to be done (laughs) That's a real stand. <laughs> Gotta be done. Season 23 Bachelor Colton Underwood is in the news this week. Speaking of stands, Underwood and his husband, Jordan C. Brown, have been on a fertility journey for nearly two years, and they're chronicling that process in a new podcast called Daddyhood that launched February 21st. The couple officially have embryos made and frozen and are currently undergoing testing with their surrogate, whose identity they are keeping private. They talk frankly about some of the obstacles they've faced in their attempts to conceive that include everything from finding a surrogate to Colton's low sperm count. Underwood ultimately hopes his podcast, Daddyhood, serves as a resource for both individuals and couples who want to become parents. When he wasn't sure where to turn for guidance or answers, he created the solution himself. So is he going to discuss The Bachelor on this show? Uh, That I don't know. All I know is the the pull quotes that were available from the first episode of this were largely him talking about his low sperm count. Mm, so they're going in the <laughs> labor of love it? direction. Labor of love <laughs> yeah. direction. Yeah. Yeah. Daddyhood, <laughs> aka Labor of Love season two. Speaking of Bachelor season 23, superstar Hannah Godwin is in the news this week for a lengthy feature in Forbes magazine. The business magazine interviewed her about her photo app, SETI, which launched in October of 2021, as well as her continued success as an influencer post-game. In the interview, Godwin discusses some of her favorite skincare brands, fashion brands, and gives advice for anyone trying to start their own influencer business. It's fantastic to see players from our beloved game being embraced by the business world and this article's mandatory reading for anyone looking to create a lasting career after their time in game. In Love is Blind news, season six of the kinetic content Netflix reality juggernaut is in its second week of airing, and already several of the players are issuing parasocial contract violations to contradict the edits. Perhaps most notably, early season self-eliminator Matthew DeLiba 
commented on a post from the official Love is Blind Instagram account that was a three-slide video post of him talking to multiple women in the pods, asking them questions off his list that he had compiled. We all remember that. (laughs) And while the women responded with insightful answers, Matthew, seemingly in these clips, refused to answer the same questions asked back to him and apparently walked out on one contestant while she gave a lengthy reply, or at least... That's what we were led to believe by the edit. The post was officially captioned, oh no, that's not that's not how conversation works. To which Deliba replied, quote, a key element of my story that was never disclosed is that I live an alcohol-free lifestyle and did the experiment sober. It was a key factor in why I had so much difficulty connecting with the women in the beginning. But did they reveal that they drank and then he just left without saying bye? I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, if he didn't, they just made him. You can do that to anyone. Yes. Make it look like they walked out on someone. Correct. Hmm. According to Matthew, the reality series's first batch of season six episodes featured many rep- misrepresentations and falsehoods created, in my opinion, to smear my character. I look forward to telling my side of the story with the full truth at the appropriate time. In a follow-up comment, Hmm. Matthew clarified that he, quote, never walked out when a woman was talking, despite what the show suggests. I was asking the right questions just too early. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Wrong timing of question. Love is Blind is already dealing with multiple lawsuits. (laughs) Sorry. From players in prior seasons. Love is Blind is already dealing with multiple lawsuits from players in prior seasons. Will we see a new series of suits filed this season? Time will tell. I I really find it fascinating. These Love is Blind players just don't give a fuck. He's not the only one doing this. There's a bunch of players Mm. just fucking doing TikTok videos, Instagram reels, contradicting the edit immediately. As soon as the episodes come out the next day, they're all on TikTok being like, nope, that ain't how it happened. This is what really happened. I don't know this person. That isn't this. No, 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 no. Even the people with the most followers? Uh, a little bit. Justice, mm. Jessica's kind of saying like, well, it's not exactly how it went. But the, the key here is this. This is bad for business. You don't want to cut him like this, Love is Blind producers, if you're listening. You want to present pretty much an accurate representation of what happened. I know you want villains and you all this kind of dumb bullshit. I get it. I get it. We're past that now. He would have come like... He would have come off this way if you're just allowing him to be his real self anyway. Like, just let the the people are interesting. They can just reveal themselves. Yes. That's all you need. Or maybe he doesn't come off like this. What is the value of of positioning this guy as this type of person? I don't understand what Mm. the value is of it. That for one episode, we're like, that guy's crazy. Like, who cares? Who fucking cares? Victimize AD. I guess. But even in that, like, you can still do that. If if the whole thing is that he was, I mean, specifically in the, in the case you're talking about with victimizing AD, he was basically saying the same exact lines to AD that he was saying to this other woman that comes out and it kind of blows up in his face. You can still have that. Why do you need to make it look like he's walking out on people to exacerbate right. some kind of villain edit? We don't care about that as a viewing audience. I want to see what actually fucking happened. I want to yeah. know the real shit in these pods, you know? And I just think that because the concept is interesting enough again. Yes, I agree. And I will say this season of Love is Blind, although I am loving it, like there's some really great play happening in it. I have to admit, in the face of what is a contemporary bachelor in Joey Grazia Day season 28, Love is Blind, the presentation of the document is starting to feel a little antiquated. 
It's a six-year-old show. They haven't changed anything about how they present it. It's the same shots. It's the same everything. Same sets, same golden cups. They aren't changing shit, and it's starting to feel old to me Mm. for what it's worth. Can't keep up with baby girl clues. That's right. I'm moving at the speed of light. Always refreshing that skin. Time flies when it don't exist. Now, let's move on to... The parasocial play, 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 play of the week. It's no surprise that in this Bachelor is Back cultural landscape that the last two weeks were jam-packed with strong parasocial plays to match. Many of these could have been parasocial plays of the week in any other week. Charity Lawson, Christina Mandrell, and Mercedes Northrup joined in on the I Got Engaged on National Television, of course I blank trend via reels that we here at Gore have also recreated. Go check out our Instagram at Game of Roses pod. The help me, help me, help me player Christina Mandrell also performed on reels what to our knowledge is the first ever triple family style hooju in which she leaps into a ring winner, Braden Bauer's arms, and then her package deal daughter also jumps into her and his arms. I believe they're on a tennis court in this. Uh, I mean, just outstanding, stellar. I remember reposting this one and just being like, oh my God, this is Oh level. my God. <laughs> Free spirit curly girl player Kelsey A racked up 1.3 million views, 179K likes for a TikTok in which she answers if she knew about the Maria Jess drama. She answers saying, I don't know. I was climbing a tree and posted photos of herself up a tree. Gemini players, the Hollinger sisters, put their spin on the board game Guess Who using Grazi's players as the faces and asking questions like, has your bachelorette cried yet this season? Love this. Very creative. Yeah. Package deal player Jessica Vestal from Love is Blind season six entered the parasocial arena with her daughter at Autumn getting 5.1 million views for a short Kardashian sister voiceover video about protecting your children. I think she's, for what it's worth, I think she's the complete package. She's a five-tool player. And the fact that she is also a package deal elevates it even beyond that. I believe mm-hmm. we are looking at an Amanda Stanton-level uh, parasocial powerhouse that's going to come out of, sure. of Love is Blind here. I, I just really think she's an incredibly talented uh, player. <laughs> Honestly, a little too big for Love is Blind. I know that's how she got her start, but I think we're going to be seeing her on Traders. I think we're going to be seeing her maybe on House of Villains. She's a little bit of a villain. I, I just think mm. she's going to be a massive reality TV star. Can't wait to see where her career mm. goes. I'm excited for the rest of the season. As am I. Uh, 4TR Christmas slash feed player. <laughs> Daisy Kent showed the fourth audience. Her dad still massages her mom's feet with a cut from her foot massage in the document to her parents' foot massage video. This uh, foot massage video racked up 1.2 million views from foot fans and 114K likes. <laughs> Our empathetic, fun-sized, current crown and heeled boot slayer, Joey Grazia Day, broke the internet with a short, simple, voluntary nudity play on TikTok in which he's asked if he thinks about the Roman Empire, and he says, not often, but today, quite often after the transition and does a transition from a t-shirt to his full shirtless, except the collarbone gladiator taught from last week's historical gladiator gaze contest group date. 
565k likes, 5 million views. Unfucking real. I was several of them. Oh, you were 1 million all by yourself? Hmm. Well, the gaysman didn't stop there. He also made an incredible slow-mo video of himself in his infamous boots that reeled in 2 million views just by itself. And the quote on it, the caption was, just giving the people what they want, boot emoji, hashtag The Bachelor. Clean, simple, love it. That's what she said. Player Maria Gorgas cracked the 5 million view threshold herself with her seven-minute direct-to-cam video discussing the drama from the season and her PTC, which in any other week, this Maria Unchained but on the internet video probably would have been the parasocial play of the week. But... Although these were all strong plays, there can be only one winner. Our parasocial play of the week goes to a joint play between the official Bachelor Instagram account, our gazing crown, Joey Grazi Day, and the second gentleman, Douglas Emhoff. Grazi visited the White House and helped the second gentleman give Vice President Kamala Harris a rose. Harris accepts the rose and says, Honey, I did 11 years ago. What on earth? We pan out to give to reveal Grazi standing, watching, who claps and says, 10 out of 10, great pause. The caption reads, quote, thank you for always accepting my rose at VP. Shout out to Joey for the great tips. This was a stunning and historical play. It means that Bachelor is considered important enough in terms of marketing that a national campaign in a campaign year is not only inviting The Bachelor to make content, but also that they're probably going to watch the show. It's culturally important and equivalent to the winners of the Super Bowl being flown to the White House. A huge feather in the cap for Bachelor. This was fucking unreal. I thought I was hallucinating. As did I. I I don't get that often from parasocial plays. No. A lot of strong ones these past couple of weeks, too. Absolutely. I um and huge numbers. I I don't know if this has happened before, a sitting bachelor being invited to the White House to make social media with a vice president or president or even just high-ranking senator or congressperson or something. I don't to my knowledge, this has not happened. Matt James and 45. Jesus Christ. Don't think so. <laughs> I'm 100% certain that did not happen. But I mean, you you really can only go back to what? George Bush Jr. Because Bachelor came out in 2002. Um, I don't think Obama did it. I don't think George Bush Jr. did it. I, I think this is the first time we've seen something like this. If anyone can has any other evidence, let us know. Like I can see some people maybe doing it even after their season. I don't know. I could see like a Rachel Lindsay and Obama, but did mm-hmm. I make up that video in my mind? Maybe. Maybe, yeah. But also Rachel Lindsay, that would have been post her. Yeah, it wouldn't have been in her season. Because she came into the game in season 21. During that season, famously, as they were shooting it, that November of uh, 2020, or sorry, November of 2016, 2015, Jesus Christ. <laughs> That November. I'm trying to think. I'm like George W. Like, no, she no. she landed in um, Finland, I think, for the fan Iceland. Yeah, right. For the uh, fantasy suites of Nick Vial season and learned when she stepped off the plane that Trump was elected president. So I don't think she would have been in, involved in any of these kind of things. That was her rookie season. I just think if we if we had video of any of this, we would have seen it. We would have seen it. I agree. Um, you and I. 
Yeah. But this video only has 1.6 million views. So, you know, there were plays above Maria's seven minute video explaining yeah. the drama five times the amount as this winner. But they should have invited Maria to the White House. This, I think, will remember for longer. I agree. It's a more historically important play. Although it's also its vice president. <sighs> How long until we see. Um, it's not Biden. A president getting sworn in by a bachelor or bachelorette. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think ever. Eh, you never know. Um, uh, if things are going the way they're going, you never know. <laughs> it's all a big reality TV show, ladies and gentlemen. All of it is. By the way, I learned today, yeah. <laughs> this is a mini scream for you, that um, Clue still has a demonic image of DLH as his phone background. That yep. he looks at every day, every time he looks at his phone, that is with laser eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that that was um, shocking to learn. I bought the phone in 2020. He was still the Dark Lord. I bought the phone in 2020. Only answer. <laughs> yeah, I'm just not going to change my background. When I get a new phone, it'll be a new background. I mean, it's a, such a traumatizing image. Yeah. But yeah. By the way, this is a mini scream. Uh, in service of another podcast I do called Dudesy, I had to watch a WrestleMania from 2008. Okay. And I've been telling my friend Will, who is a big wrestling head, that wrestling is reality TV. And he denies it. He denies it. It is not. No, 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 no. It's not reality TV. Guess who the guest host of that WrestleMania in 2008 was? Really thinking about this one. <laughs> Charlie O'Connell. Not quite. One Kimberly Kardashian. Okay. And how is this a screen? <laughs> I'm just saying. It's all connected. Let's move oh. on. Uh, okay. These are all great parasocial plays, but we do have some creatures to get to. We got personalized Valentines from Pino and Ramen, of course. Uh, this oh. week, we saw Jojo jo- 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 jo sharing a video of her and her pup, Jackson, having a sentimental moment in the morning. These are great plays. But Sydney Lotuaco's pup, Dixie, takes home the parasocial creature of the week this week for the role she played in a gender reveal Instagram reel that featured the canine superstar walking out of the house wearing three pink balloons, signifying that Lotuaco is having a girl. Congrats to Sydney on her expanding family and to Dixie for this fantastic creature play. I mean, the creature acting as the stork, like bringing in the balloons. It's so cute. I love it. I agree. These are the type of gender reveals I like, not the ones that destroyed the rainforest. I agree. Aren't there some, like a forest fire was set by a gender reveal once? There are so many crazy gender reveal mishap videos on what you would call YouTube.com. I can't even keep count. Um, But it is now time for us to move on to our final portion of This Week in Bachelor Nation. It's that portion where we dive deep into the bottom of the pit. And uh, at this point, it's not even just swimming in the waters. It's excavating. It is digging very much deeper, at least for me today. This is... Screams from the pit! How did you reveal Skavulian's gender? I mean, I hate to admit this, but he reveals it himself a lot, literally. No, I yeah. asked the wrong question. <laughs> you okay. know, you asked the right. Finally, you're asking the right question. Okay, I'm actually pretty good at making myself forget things. I'm going to do that right yeah. now. I wish I could. My scream this week is that I I went skiing 
One of mm. my favorite hobbies, but I'm mostly too poor to do. Okay. Um, we went to Steamboat Springs in Colorado. Mm. Uh, you might have heard of it because they filmed a season of Winter House there. Okay. A Bravo show because it's all connected. Mm-hmm. Um, but we went to a steak restaurant. And okay. at this restaurant, you had to cook your own steak. And they you would go to this grill area. But before that, there was this man when who you go and you get the meat from. And this man. The meat man. This meat man, his name, well, the waiter said his name was Mark, but we call him Sparkles, Sparky. So it's unclear whether his name is Sparky, Sparkles, or Mark. Okay. And he went. He went into this long story when we were um, trying to figure out which meat to choose. And he told me about how he had been an auctioneer and like all of these things. And then he like connected it to like how he ended up here today. And he was a, a stand up comedian and told us where he had done shows. And all I could think during this was what a good bachelor date this would be and this would be my bystander i would have him of course do this strange activity that i had never done before in this like interesting environment there's a lot of dead animal heads all around the restaurant as well cool with weird paintings so i was just i was like i've become a bachelor producer i'm just i'm casting yeah all the time in my head same how old was this meat man he was i want to say 60 to 70. Hmm. Maybe he'll be on the Golden Bachelorette. He was golden. Never know. Well, Sparkles, if you're listening, you got fame in your future. Apply now to date FEMA. A real life Jorge Moreno bystander. That's great. Uh, My screen this week is, I I don't know. I don't know really how to describe it. it. It kind of terrified me. I found it funny, but now in retrospect, I'm like, is this bad? Um, I'm scared. So I'm watching, as you know, Love is Blind season six includes Corner. Mm-hmm. During, I don't know if you're up to speed on it, but during the season, there is a... I'm on episode three or four. Uh, have Have you gotten to the part where all the couples are together now? No. They all meet up? All right. This, is, this will spoil nothing for you. It's very innocuous. Okay. But there is a date where they send out Brittany and Kenneth on a boat. And they're just kind of like taking in the surroundings or whatever. And they... I don't even know who that is. Brittany and Kenneth. Mm-hmm. They're super Christian. He's a school principal. Oh, yeah. Um, he, They're looking out into the water. and They already proposed. Yeah, and they see some dolphins. And they start having these conversations about dolphins. And he... Dolphins? I love dolphins. At, well, strangely, on Dudesy, we just did a whole segment about interactions that both will and i have had with dolphins so i immediately found it like (laughs) coincidentally strange you know um but i was so engaged with the media Mm -hmm. that i said out loud i stopped myself before i completed the sentence after kenneth says he has a dolphin keychain i say out loud something like oh where'd you get it i literally speak to him (laughs) as though he's gonna talk back to me and for a half second like i was on the boat with them i was there now full disclosure you having some medicine i had a little gainabus but um mm-hmm. i nonetheless i i've had medicine before and never 
quite thought I was in the show with yeah. them. I think that's the first step of astral projecting. I mean, look, I've been doing a lot of that shit. Just FYI. You're throwing your consciousness maybe too loosely. Maybe not loosely enough. Maybe not loosely enough. Maybe not loosely enough. Can I travel back in time and take over the mind? You're going to be on that date. Of the person driving the boat? Yeah. <laughs> Can I do that? Can I start reinserting myself into past seasons of things? Mandela effect? Put yourself in that boat. Change history? And report back. This is an interesting topic. I'm going to start... Astral projection is not enough. You're right. I've got to time travel. So, uh, you, no, but you just said you were scared by it. And that's why I think maybe. You no, but I'm not now. Back. No, you've opened my eyes. I'm definitely not scared. I'm following this wherever oh, no. it takes me. Oh, no. It was more of a joke. <laughs> I will be taking over the minds of people in past seasons of reality shows that I like to affect the outcome of those shows. Okay. Thank you. What's your main one? What's your main target? Oh my change. God, what would I change? What would I change? If I could change one thing in the history of all reality TV or just The Bachelor, who would I who would I take over? No, Love is Blind. Oh, Love is Blind? You can take over one Love is Blind person to change their outcome. I don't know that I would. I like so far all the outcomes in <laughs> Love is Blind. <laughs> I just I just want to go inhabit the bodies of the Jorge Moreno so that I can just be there. Not even last season? I mean, you know who I would take over? I would take over whoever was in charge of uh, doing the live reunion for season four, and I would actually do the job competently. But don't you think that just adds to the lore? No. How bad it was? I would have liked to have seen that live thing go off without a hitch. I mean, yeah, it adds to the lore or whatever, but it's it's a dark day in the history of that show, in my opinion. A dark day. <laughs> it is, because that season was on a fucking rocket ship. Everyone loved that season. It was it was getting the biggest ratings, the biggest everything, you know. And then the live finale that they had promoted so hardcore, people took off time from work and they were throwing big parties to watch it and shit. It was a turd. It was just like dead on arrival. There were people who couldn't watch it for a full fucking day. The best case scenario was it was delayed like three hours. And again, people took off work for this shit. So... From this season, I would do Lexi and I would stay in until hometowns and then self-eliminate. Oh, interesting. Hmm. I mean, we don't know yet if it's the error of the season. Yeah, I guess we'll find out. But that was my scream. And now we're going to hear one more scream from a, a person in the pit called Drab. You can submit your own screams just like Drab did if you go to patreon.com. <laughs> slash be a drab game of roses get on our discord and we have a channel in that discord called screams from the pit you upload a one minute or shorter audio file of your scream dark seeker listens to them all collects the screams has them in her mind for all time mm -hmm. and sends us her favorite ones again this one this week is from drab let's take a listen Greetings, Pace Case Clues and Dark Seeker. This is Drab, reporting from the great state of Minnesota, where I work in agriculture and recently had a workplace-based scream. So I was at a conference making small talk with a man who I, saw, I realized was the president of the Minnesota Christmas Tree Growers Association. And I immediately have to turn our conversation to if he's heard of Daisy Kent, if Be he was familiar with the Becker Christmas Tree Farm she comes from, if the growers of Minnesota are planning to capitalize on what I am sure to be is her historic run on the current season of The Bachelor. He is not aware, is not interested in learning, and probably cuts our conversation short. I am sure my employer is really proud and my networking skills are really top-notch. 
But I do believe this is an opportunity, and I hope he takes my comments to heart. Praise be our beloved game. Never reject someone who has the gift of drab. This man (laughs) is missing such a marketing opportunity. Never has a Christmas tree farm person been so relevant in pop culture. Yeah. Drab, this is a decent level scream. Anytime that you're uh, kind of absorbing bachelor information or circumstance into your employment, especially if your mm-hmm. employment has nothing to do with reality TV or The Bachelor, that is a pretty high-level scream. Agriculture. I give you props, though, for the restraint. Had this been me, I would have been mm-hmm. fired, maybe jailed <laughs> for my response to a person who ignores... I would have been fired, maybe jailed. Yes. <laughs> I you, you simply will not ignore <laughs> me if I'm trying to tell you why Bachelor is relevant to your life. You simply will not. I will make sure you understand. How would you get them to engage? If they're not engaged like this, let's just say, I mean, this picture that was painted to me was, yeah, whatever, Bachelor. Excuse me. Do you not think Bachelor is important is the very next question. You're asking the right question. And then that leads down (laughs) a path of like, well, I've never really watched it or whatever. It's just dumb reality TV. Then you just start fucking hitting them with the big guns. Oh, it's just reality TV. You know, we've had a reality TV show host as president in this country. Mm -hmm. You ever had a Christmas tree grower as president? No, at least not that I know of. Uh, (laughs) We had a peanut farm, I know. We did have a peanut farmer, yeah, Jimmy Carter. He also famously saw a UFO. Um, But this could do, that's what you do. He's old, I assume, white. You go, you know what Jimmy Carter did for peanut farms? You could do for Christmas tree Mm. farms if you capitalize on this moment. Yeah. Get in there. Be like, we want to partner up with Daisy's Christmas tree farm. Oh my God. I have a daughter who has a big problem who just wants to meet Daisy. Yeah. You want to sell more Christmas trees than you can fucking grow in a calendar year, dude? Then you get Daisy Kent to show up at your next event. And you say it just like that. That's it's the weirding way. Yeah. You say, this is just like my farm, but in Minnesota. Yeah. In the north, basically. Yeah. I mean, the insult. That's what I'm taking away from this scream is the insult. If you can find that guy and track him down, you got to make him understand. That's the next part of the scream. I'd send him a video of her intro package, at least unsolicited. Yeah, I agree. Just food for thought. And then every day, just be sending weird (laughs) memes that you make of Daisy Kent and him together on a Christmas tree farm in heaven. That's probably where the scream ends, I think. That's where it would end for me. Fired or jail. <laughs> yeah. But thank you, Drab, for sending in this oh, scream. Geez. It was a lovely scream. And uh, if you're out there and you want to send in your own screams, like I said, you just go to patreon.com slash Game Roses. Get in that Discord. Fire off that one minute or under scream. And don't let people uh, ignore your your attempt to drag them into the pit. Get them in there. You can do it. But that wraps up this week in Bachelor Nation. I believe in you, Drab. I do, too. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. We will be back on Tuesday with a recap of next week's game. And uh, all the Love is Blind episodes that are out now, which I believe are nine of them, eight of them or nine of them. I forget how many there are, but they're all in Clues Corner right now. And we got Pace Case Palapa blowing up with the current season of Vanderpump Rules. If you want to check that out, that's all on our Patreon as well. We mm-hmm. hope to see you there. Nine of them at some point. And <laughs> eventually... We'll get through them all. But uh, before we go, Pace Case, as always, what is that dwab at? 
It's been 8,005 days without an Asian bachelor. Praise be Dark Lord Palmer. Please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us and then please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us and then please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us and then. Creams and serums are made of 70% water, 15% preservatives and emulsifiers, leaving only around 15% for the active ingredients that your skin needs. But luckily now, there's fiber skincare. 15 years ago, the scientists behind fiber skincare started working on nanofibers, which are 500 times smaller than human hair. You know, I I saw that in... um body problem. Mm. One year ago, they patented a way of wrapping the nanofiber around oil or liquid-based ingredients. This means they can deliver five times the active ingredients compared to creams or serums as there is no need for water, preservatives, or emulsifiers. The first formulation made with this technology is plant-based, anti-wrinkle. It's a set of patches that you use over a series of seven days. You just put these on whenever you would apply your serums and your skin is going to feel tighter in 10 seconds. And over the seven day program, it has been clinically proven to reduce wrinkles by get this 19.4%, a very precise percentage. In fact, Mm. they have a tighter skin guarantee. If your skin isn't tighter in seven days, they're going to give you your money back. No questions asked. You get the tighter skin guarantee with this seven day routine tighter skin or your money back get a 15 percent discount code by using the discount code game that's fiber skincare if you are a wine lover like myself and you gotta have it for your bachelor viewing parties i'm gonna let you in on a little secret i found the personalized the most personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks called First Leaf. As a First Leaf member, you get to try new wines and I'm guaranteed to enjoy them because they got to know my unique preferences. I answered a few questions on their website, this quiz about the flavors you like, how often you drink wine, Monday nights, if you prefer red, white, or rosé. And based on these, it gives you this amazing selection of wines tailored just for you. And when you rate those wines, it gets even more tailored, a la, you know, uh, Netflix. Just play into the algorithm. My algorithm got me both rosé and white wine, Mm. my favorites, and they were so delicious, and I've gotten to enjoy them with many of my, my friends. Look, being part of the First Leaf Wine Club also has perks. As a member, you get access to their incredibly helpful wine concierge. So if you want a wine pairing advice or you want to talk about the wines in your box, you can always talk to one of their experts. Plus, you get member-exclusive pricing. What's in the box? On every order. Join the club today and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash roses to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F 
leafcom slash roses. Try firstleaf.com slash roses. Sweaters, candles, the dreaded bathrobe. Unfortunately, Mother's Day gifts can be a little predictable and boring. That's why an Aura frame is the perfect gift to mix things up this year. It was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter. Aura frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. My mom loves hers. I'm throwing pictures of Skabooli and our cat up there. She's laughing. She's texting me. He's so cute. I wish I could meet him. It's the next best thing to, to meeting my cat, really. You know, I love that it was so easy to set it up. I've recently learned I'm not good at uh, building things. (laughs) <laughs> and I need an easy install. And oh. this only takes about two minutes to set up the frame using the Aura app. Aura frames are Wi-Fi connected, come with unlimited storage, so you can share as many photos as you want from your phone to your mom's frame. She'll be grateful it's not another sweater, and she'll love the frame to see more of you. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A, Frames.com. Use code ROSES at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. <laughs> 